You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, the show about things not being great and maybe trying to make them better. Um, th- I'm Robert Evans. Uh, this week we got we have a special little 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 episode for you. Um, I'm going to sit down and talk with Lucas Herndon. Um, Lucas, you are from New or you live in New Mexico at least, um, and you wanted to talk to me a bit about some stuff that's going on in your school boards. We just did a two parter on fascist attempts to kind of take over and dominate school boards around the country. And you've got some personal experience with that. So I wanted to kind of just turn this over to you to start us off. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Yeah. My name is Lucas and I live in Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is in the Southern part of the state. We're close Mm -hmm. to the border for people that are interested. Um, And yeah, I like, you know, the, my experience that happened last week is sort of the quintessential. It could happen here. Yeah, um, <laughs> it done did. Yeah, it did exactly. Yeah, Las, uh, Las Cruces, um, politically speaking, is actually a very progressive little town. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, in general, New Mexico has been for what you know, however you consider that 
progressive or not is has been blue for quite a while as in terms of like voting like it's not uh it's not like texas politically at least right that's yeah, yeah exactly yeah we voted for we voted for bush the first time but have voted blue every election since 2004 yeah. like federally so yeah in my little stretch of the of the state our congressional district has been red but the city of Las Cruces, which is the like we're the biggest city in the southern part of the state, we're the second biggest city in the state. Um, our city council has not only been democratic, but like progressively democratic. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, as of this recent election, you know, from the beginning of November, we now have an all female city council. Um, there is uh, at least we have um, uh, wow. one one, if not two I'm trying to think, sorry. Currently, there are two um, folks on the city council who have immigrated from Mexico in their life. Um, one will still be on. One is now running for Congress. Um, <clears throat> we have um, the school board that currently is sitting is generally progressive. And the one we just elected, we just elected our first um, openly queer person onto that school board. Um, our little group of of legislators that go up to Santa Fe every year is very progressive. So again, just to kind of reiterate, like, Las Cruces, New Mexico, pretty progressive little place. And yet at the school board meeting last week, um, totally dominated by a public attendance of very far right extremists um, spouting all kinds of nonsense about all kinds of things. So, yeah, it was pretty wild. Yeah. And this I mean, this has happened. This happened in Portland, Oregon, too, which is also famously I don't know. I wouldn't call Portland politics progressive, but solidly democratic. Um, right. And then the school board meeting gets taken over by by far right activists. This is a yeah. So w- when did you kind of first become aware of this? Well, so um, it was it was a weird convergence of my personal and my and my private, or I'm sorry, my personal and my professional life, where I. Um, I work for an organization called Progress Now New Mexico. So it's like, I do progressive politics for a living, but, um, and, and a colleague who works for the ACLU here had asked if I would go and help lend support uh, to this gender inclusion policy that the school board was going to be um, commenting on. They weren't voting on it that day. It was what's called a first reading. And she asked if I could go and if I could you know, just speak. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Be happy to. So I was going to go and, and talk about this in a, uh, per, uh, I'm sorry, professional capacity. And then that day, um, as like before I went to that, um, my daughter, who's in middle school, texted me a picture. A bunch of kids had um, on Monday of, of last week, which was um, like Trans Awareness Week or Trans Visibility Week. Some kids had shown up wearing trans flags and pride flags on that Monday. The following day, that Tuesday, some kids showed up wearing um, thin blue line flags in res- in response, like indirect response. Yeah. Um, and in my daughter and you know, my daughter is aware enough to know what that means. So she texted me and was like, I can't believe this shit. And I was like, I know. Um, so then I'm like, right. So then I'm like, okay, well now I want to go speak about this gender inclusion bill or policy personally. Right. Like now it like has impacted me. Um so I show up at, uh, you know, about an hour before the meeting's supposed to start because the third thing that kind of happened was that I, um, I am, I'm on like a bunch of mailing lists because of my job. And sure enough, the local GOP, um, who is not very active because again, they kind of lose all the time. They sent out a like, come show up at this thing, you know, email. 
So I showed up early thinking, okay, well, I want to see if there's going to be something. And at first I was like, oh, like, I don't think they showed up. I don't think that they turned out. That's good. But it turns out they were all like hiding in their cars so that they could like swarm the building at once. And so then like about half an hour before the meeting, they all walked in at once. And and like, I, I was already sitting inside the room and they all came in at once and they took over all the chairs. There was standing room only. Um, to the point where like the, there was a bunch of FFA kids that were there that was supposed mm-hmm. to be recognized for, you know, FFA something or other. And like, they had to kick some people out so that they weren't violating the fire code. Um, <laughs> that's how many, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of how it all, that's the setting for where this all happened. Um, it turns out that at the same meeting, there was going to be a policy discussion on a different policy that had to do with New Mexico's revision of social studies standards. Um, and of course that got everybody hot and bothered about so-called CRT, which isn't a thing, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. so like they were there, but I mean, but the folks that showed up to speak, I mean, they were all over the place. They were talking about critical race theory. They were talking about the gender inclusion bill and like trans violent, the myth of trans violence. And um, but then of course, like, like COVID protocols and all kinds of, I mean, just again, like way out there stuff. Um, and actually kind of funny, I was listening to Knowledge Fight this morning and, and uh, Jordan and Dan really hit on it that like, they have just figured out that these are places they can go and yell. And like, no one, you know, like school board people aren't gonna, like they're all just, these are all just like teachers, like retired teachers who are on these school boards. And they're like, they're not there to just, you know, have these like whatever discussions. So they're not gonna, you know, they just like let these people yell and they did. So anyways, it got, it got heated uh, pretty quickly. Cause I mean, again, these people just like go off and they get, they rile themselves up and there's lots of applause. And anyway, that's kind of how it all started, I guess, yeah. or that's what it was. And I mean, has, has there, have you noticed kind of any sort of mobilization in the community now that this has happened? Cause it seems like the first ones of these, at least always take everybody by surprise. People are not used to still not really used to school board meetings being, um, shall I say, interesting, um, certainly important, but like not a thing that you have to really be concerned about for the most part. And that's that's changing. Have you seen the community kind of start to adapt to that? Yeah, you know, since so, you know, I, I put some content out on my you know local Twitter um, and 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 um, got some traction there. Thanks to sort of your retweet, I think. But um, but then the biggest thing was that. Um, kind of going back to what had happened at my daughter's school that progressed that got worse if you will the following day the wednesday of last week some kids showed up in an actual confederate stars and bars flag um which is yeah that's nuts yes famed Um, confederate state new mexico (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know messia new mexico which is right down the road was in was the capital of the confederate uh, territory, but um, yeah, but it wasn't a state at that point. Yes. It was not a state. Yeah. I mean, correct. You do, yeah, and I'm not aware of were there battles in New Mexico. In the, I know we had some in like further south Texas than you would think, but I was not yeah. aware of any. There's a couple. There was one famously up north called the Battle of Glorieta, and then oh, um, and then there was one here where I live. It wasn't a battle. It was a bunch of Confederates got um, stranded and super drunk, and then. Uh, couldn't cross the desert fast enough. So they got stranded up in the mountains at a place called Baylor Canyon. And the conf- <laughs> and they, they get to the top and like the North was just sitting there like waiting for them and was like, well, you're captured now. <laughs> well, see, that's so, clearly, that's some history 
worth celebrating right there. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. I think that the biggest like one of the scariest but biggest things is like and this goes towards the this is a slight tangent, but like the social studies revision, for instance, in the state of New Mexico, uh, there are two paragraphs in our history book about the Gadsden Purchase. Um, Like I live in the chunk that is the Gadsden Purchase and um, like the Gadsden Purchase is like James Gadsden was a notorious racist who left the South and took all of his railroad money, went to California and Mexico, lobbying hard using his influence and money to try to create a slave state in Baja, Mexico. <laughs> like that's what he was trying wow. to do. And like that part of the that part of the context of why the Gaston purchase even happened is like totally left out of history books. And it's sh- like if anywhere it should be taught, it should be taught in the place that is called the Gaston purchase when it comes to the United States. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just a little tangent there why it's important to have context in history. Um, so, sorry, going back to my daughter's school and these kids wearing the stupid stars and bars. So, um, that I so like I went and spoke to the assistant principal and was like, so I understand that your answer to this was to ban all flags? Yeah. And he was like, and he was like yep, 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 because they're causing a disruption to education. And I was like... <sighs> Yeah, but I, you know, I, th- I feel like you're giving the false equivalency to like, you know, gender and and pride acknowledgement to and and versus the actual Confederate hate flag. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's this constant. This has happened in a couple of places, including a town in Oregon, where it's like, this is sort of the the centrist and kind of the right wing solution to this. It's just that like, well, if if kids can't wear ra- racist hate flags, then uh, gay kids can't wear a flag that uh, says that their existence is valid. Uh, you know, because those are the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. So that was not my favorite thing. Um, and so then the culmination of that this week was that my daughter's social studies teacher who had allowed the kids in her class to make little paper flags after the real flags were banned mm-hmm. um, was fired. Jesus Christ. And um, because it's a personnel matter, no one is willing to tell me more. I've, I've called the president of the school uh, school board who'd actually, in all fairness, he doesn't actually probably have that much sway over these kinds of things. I would imagine I, that happened at a level, a level that was not his, but yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, but I, but I have anyway, so I did call him. I also called the school mm-hmm. and got very little information from them, obviously. So, you know, who knows, but again, like that's how it was perceived from the kids in her class. Yeah. Um, And that, so like what we know happened is that we know that, after the flags got banned, she let kids make flags out of paper and hang them up. And by Friday, she was gone. So, like, not a great response. No, um, not 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 ideal. Not ideal. Argue. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of where we left that. But I guess maybe what maybe what I should say to get back to your original question, which is to say, like, have we seen a mobilization? That yeah, like, so I alerted the the newspaper. The reporter is, who that teacher like a couple weeks ago had actually been in the newspaper because she had also like um, she, she spearheaded this like response, like a, a poor, like a girl who wore a hijab to school had been bullied. And like when news got around in the school, like the, like the majority of the student body and this teacher like went up and above out of their way to make her feel welcome and like walk her to her class. And like, it, it got kind of viral on local TikTok. So like this teacher got quoted in the newspaper. So I like 
called the, I called the report or I tweeted the newspaper and I was like, it's like, you guys know that the teacher who was in like starlit in your article is fired for allowing kids to voice their thoughts about these flags things. Right. Yeah. And they were like, no, we didn't know. And I was like, you should probably find more. Out of that. So, so I, you know, I don't know where we're going to be at now. The next reading for the gender inclusion policy is, um, the 14th of December. So we've got a couple of weeks before that next school board meeting. Um, I think that on my end, like there's going to be some local organizing to try to get some uh, better, more inclusive voices to be a part of things. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know what the interim will hold. Um, Cause it's like, you know, it's the holidays and there's a lot going on and you know, Kyle Rittenhouse and build back better. I mean, there's like, you know, there's always a million things happening. So it'll, you know, there will have to be some drum beating to like get people to show up to that. But on the other hand, I think with some of the momentum we have, and I think people will show up in mass for the 14th um, in support, at least. This is the kind of community that in general, we have shown up and shown out to support, you know, these kinds of issues in the past. But I do think that up until now, people felt pretty asleep about it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year 
at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Yeah, and I mean, and hopefully you do see the kind of response you're expecting. Can you walk me through sort of how the 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 kind of attempts, like you talked about getting the local media aware of what had happened to that teacher. Um, how are people like? What does the actual organizing effort look like on the ground? Like, how are you try? How are you and, and others trying to get the word out so that you know there's a response to this? Yeah. So I think that um, the first thing is is that there was there was a problem with the way that the school board handled public comment that first time in an attempt to help limit uh, their own sort of exposure to some of the toxic stuff they knew was coming their way. They had, um, they had instituted uh, a limit on public comment. Um, You had to show up by a certain time and fill out these little pieces of paper saying that you were there to comment about something. And if you weren't there, then you couldn't sign up. And the problem was, was that all these like old white male (laughs) retirees who are sitting around listening to Alex Jones all day, they had nothing better to do than show up to this meeting at three o'clock in the afternoon. Whereas a bunch of, for instance, teachers, students, parents, um, they were busy because they were in school or like picking their kids up from school. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things that we're going to try to do is get public comment uh, ahead of time. And we're going to try to like bombard the, not bombard, that's a, that's a violent word, but we're going to try to like, just make sure that, um, voices from the community that hadn't been represented are represented and sent to the school board ahead of time. Um, I think we're going to try to go and save physical space ahead of time for those of us that can, right? For those of us that can, we'll go and we'll try to save physical space. And we did learn that even if they keep that um, policy for the little forms, we can um, we can actually give that time. We can fill out other people's names, right? So we're going to try to like make sure that we have better voices that was one of the things, if you listen to the recording of what I said at that meeting, um, I asked the school board president if it's possible for me to yield my time because it had literally been like a dozen white men up there spouting nonsense. And then I get up there and I'm like, yeah, hey, um, we've heard from enough white men. Can we have like a member of the trans community or one of the women of color who are here to talk about this, um, but couldn't get here in time. And their, their legal team was like, oh no, like you didn't sign up in time or whatever. So um, but it turns out we could have put their names down ahead of time. So we're going to try to organize that thing so that people can show up and save, you know, physical space. Um, and then um, I think the other thing too is to try to involve some other local elected officials from the county and city level. Because again, we have these really amazing progressive candidates who have come from all walks of life, including immigrants and members of the you know, LGBTQA community. Um, so having them come and speak in their official capacity, um, I think will carry a lot of weight, um, for the, both for the school board, but also just for the public to hear from those voices. Yeah. 
where are these like have you have you gotten any kind of research on where the people showing up are coming from are these like folks within your community or are these people coming from kind of outlying areas um to swarm these meetings like is there is there kind of an active research contingent i mean that's part of what i do uh, it's part of part of my job with progress now in new mexico my my title is energy policy director i usually spend most of my day talking about oil and gas stuff however i've been doing this job long enough that before I became that person, I was actively researching and tracking a lot of white supremacy activity in the in the state, especially along uh, the border. Some of the border militia stuff a couple years back. Yeah. Um, so I, in that regard, uh, I knew and I knew a number of these folks. A lot of them do live in the city, but so our our county is considered rural by the census, even though we're a city of a hundred thousand people. But we're a big county, so there's there's two hundred thousand people here. So, yeah. uh, um, so there was, you know, it's, it's hard to tell how many people may or may not have lived in, for instance, the public school district. But what I can tell you, like, hands down is that of those dozen folks that spoke before I did, like, there's no way that at least, I mean, maybe one or two of them had kids that could have gone through the Las Cruces public school system. But like, the majority of them far and away, like, either aren't from here at all, or, you know, they've lived here for a long time, but they are they are not active parents or even grandparents of kids that live and will go to school in this, in this district. They're just, they're just agitated right wingers. Yeah. And it's, how does this all tie in? Cause New Mexico's had, I think it's kind of been on the back burner in terms of like national attention, but y'all have had some really significant dustups, not just with, you know, the border militias for years, there have been violent um, acts and, and even murders as the result of that stuff going on. But like during Last year's the protest over George Floyd's murder, y'all had some really ugly, uh, shall we say, dueling rallies where like right wingers shot at people, um, and and some really some nasty situations. I'm wondering, are like those folks like are you seeing that kind of organization being brought into the the school board meeting, or is this just kind of bubbling up as part of the same stew? It is, yeah, it, there it's loosely affiliated for sure. Um, and and the crossover the crossover is hard to tell depend i mean what am i trying to say there's there is crossover it's hard to tell how on purpose it is or sort of the fact that this is like a small population community state right so what i what i mean by that is that some of the some of the physical white supremacists who showed up last year at one of our um BLM support you know, George Floyd related um, peaceful protests who they showed up at a parking lot across the street, you know, armed, long guns, tack vests, all that kind of stuff, who that those were the folks that when I when I went and filmed them and and put them on blast to to try and sort of out them as best we possibly could, or at least identify them, um, they came back and doxed me. Uh, as and then went after um, a number of my colleagues up up north in Albuquerque. That was about a week before there was the there was a shooting of a of a um, anti-fascist protester in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and and it was during sort of all of that stuff that I was like trying to talk about all this out loud um, and got tied into a few more other anti-fascist voices in the state. So since then we've all been kind of working together. Um, we found each other on Twitter, thankfully. And um, so so what it seems like is, is that like the folks that showed up to the uh, school board meeting were 
what I'll call usual suspects, like politically active old, you know, right wingers. That being said, um, in that room, there were a number of people that I've identified as showing up to anti-vax rallies, uh, a number of the Trump train rallies that happened last year before the election, and at least one person who, who I recognized as being, I have never seen carry a firearm, but like has been at rallies where people were carrying firearms and, and that kind of thing um, in response to these, you know, in response to like peaceful protests. So there is crossover for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Where do you see this going? Like, because you've been kind of paying attention to this for a while, not just the school board stuff, but just kind of the general problem of right wing um, organizing in your area. Like, where do you where do you see this heading within kind of the context of New Mexico? Well, I mean, so I mean, we haven't really talked about this, but like, so while while here in Las Cruces, we did really well um, during the November election in terms of our school board, we reelected a really good progressive uh, school board president and two new good progressive candidates, including, like I said, the first, you know, queer, openly queer person. So that's amazing. However, up in Albuquerque, 
they lost seats to some of these far right wing um, candidates. And um, so the Albuquerque school board is um, not um, not looking as good <laughs> uh, politically. So, I mean, so on the like, I guess what I'd say is on the soft end, what I expect is more continued pressure in sort of the um, the 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 way these things are supposed to happen, which is to say, like, continued presence of the right wing folks at meetings, yelling, taking up space, um, slowing things down, running for office when the time comes, you know, those kinds of things I see. Um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised, though, if um, if I if there were further escalation of things um, in a, you know, in, in the way we've seen other places in terms of some sort of, a, you know, an armed response or somebody showing up um, to, you know, New Mexico is an open carry state. And so people yeah. can walk around with guns all the time. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, while I didn't see anybody with an open carried firearm at the school board meeting, there were guys wearing like, you know, Vortex Optics brand hats, yeah. thin, blue, thin blue line shirts, a guy with a, like a Remington shirt, you know, and, it, and like, I don't begrudge anybody from gun culture. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a lefty with a gun. So it's like, I, I get gun culture, but like when you show up in those things and in those spaces with that kind of, yeah, you're on, making a point. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're not. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, have you, is there some kind of, have you seen like any kind of budding left wing armed response? Like, is there, do you guys have like an organized group of folks who have been showing up um, when there are armed protests in the area? Um, I, I mean, I always have my gear with me. Um, I mean, I've got, I've got a ceramic plate. I've got my, you know, rifle and pistol. I, I, I am a member of a number of different groups. I've been a member of the SRA. Um, I've, I've worked with some of the armed groups up in Albuquerque. So down here, there hasn't been a ton, but, um, I've got a, I've got what I'll call a loose affiliation with a number of folks that I would trust to, to be armed if need be. Thankfully, that hasn't happened yet. Thankfully, the the one big, big protest that happened here in Las Cruces that I was sort of nervous about and I did have my gear for remained peaceful. And and we, you know, we took over some streets and blocked traffic for a couple hours. And there was never any violent response from anybody other than maybe like one car at one point trying to push through and car got banged on and that was about it. But um, so so. So to, to answer your question, like, yes, there are those of us that are left wing and armed, and there are those of us that have been able to show out if we needed to. Thankfully, we haven't had to at this point. Yeah. Well, all right. I think that's everything I had to ask. Is there anything else you wanted to to get to to make sure to talk about today? Well, I just I mean, I, I would be I would be um, not doing the the best of my job if I didn't mention the fact that like. One of the so one of the talking points of the right wing here at our school board is that New Mexico's education system is is 51st in the country. And I the the my assumption is that that has to do with D.C.'s public schools being counted. <laughs> Jesus. Um, um, so yeah, it's not, that's not a great. Yeah, that's not a it, great record. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a great record. And um, and and I and I, you know, as a parent of a kid who's in the public schools, I. Uh, you know, I cannot ignore that, right? That's a, so that's a legitimate talking point. But the but the thing that they want to bring it about is that you know they're, you know, it's because we're trying to be gender inclusive. It's because we're trying to like you know teach 
kids about like actual history that happened, whatever. Um, and the reality is it's because our education system is unlike most places funded by the oil and gas industry and not by like our communities. Um, and so like, you know, 18 months ago, oil prices crashed. Right. And yep. the state of New Mexico had to have an emergency special session for our legislature to figure out how we were going to like fund things like cops and schools and like whatever. Um, and then like now, you know, oil and gas is like gangbusters and we're, you know, record prices and like the state of New Mexico has this like surplus budget. But the thing is, is that like that, that extra money that we're going to get this time doesn't make up for the like cyclical bad, you know, way that we fund our schools. So I just want to like tie in that, like, like all of these things tie in together, right? Like we can't yeah. talk about education in New Mexico without talking about the oil and gas funding. And so anyway, so like, because that's my, you know, that's part of the reason why I was going to go sh talk about this stuff at the, at, on my professional level is that like, I get to talk about education as an, as an energy expert in the state of New Mexico, because energy and education are so intertwined here. Um, and like when you have literal like Koch brothers founded um, and, and um, like monetarily supplied think tanks in the state of New Mexico who are pushing out this kind of propaganda and encouraging people. So like there's a group called the um, Rio Grande foundation and like another one called power of the future uh, PTA, yeah, Power of the Future of New Mexico. Like both of those organizations are like tied to the Koch brothers because the Koch brothers are tied to oil and they're pushing these right wing talking points. Um, and it's all part and parcel of just like, you know, clouding the information space. That's what they want to do. They yeah. want to have, they want to have the news cycle dominated with things like CRT and gender inclusion studies to, you know, to tie up things like school boards so that so that the electorate is busy talking about these things while meanwhile, they're just raking in money hand over fist, um, you know, stealing our oil. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I just, that's so important to me to like make those connections, um, especially in this state. And it's something that a lot of people don't consider and don't think about. And it's just really important to me that people understand that. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. This has been I, I'm not going to say fun, but certainly enlightening, <laughs> and I think valuable. A good, a good dispatch from, um, you know, a, a, a fight that we we continue to see is important here, and that everybody should be paying attention to, both wherever it happens, including in Las Cruces and around the country, because um, they ain't giving up, um, and they can't be ignored. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. and I you know, and you've mentioned this many times over the years, but like that's the kind of thing. It's like we have to show up. Um, yeah, we, we can't just let them have these spaces. And um, and I think that this this past school board meeting was a great example of why. Um, and and I'm I'm really counting on a lot of my my, my friends and and close, you know, the, the, the folks that I have come to love and support in this community um, to show up and show out for that, because that's you know, we've been there. Right. We've, like I said, you know, and if you look up Las Cruces politics over the years on the news cycle, like you'll see stories about our you know, progressive city council and passing a living wage and, you know, banning mm -hmm. plastic bags. I mean, like all these, like, you know, we've, we've tried, we've, we've, we've tried to be that kind of little community and, um, and, and yet, you know, these folks are still there and they're still loud. And if we give them the space, they will take those spaces over. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, 
So thanks for having me on. Let me talk about this. Yeah. It really means well, a lot. Thank you for stepping up because it is, this is the thing that's a giant pain in the butt um, is that everybody's got a lot going on. Life is yeah. complicated. There's all sorts of shit to do in the old world. Um, but every time these fascists and their their affiliates decide they're going to try to take over something, you know, as busy as people are, as exhausting as it is, you do have to like, they can't just be allowed to do it. Like that's how they win is they have, they have unlimited energy for this shit. And um, if they're not, like the thing that causes them to lose energy is actually um, being outnumbered and shown to be like 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 being kind of pushed out by communities um you can yeah. do it it takes it it but it requires people showing up yes that's exactly right so um i appreciate the signal boost uh means a lot to me uh and this yeah, is are there great. any local orgs that people can support so big shout out to a group called Cafe here in uh, in Las Cruces that works on all kinds of border issues, immigrant rights, but also like workers' rights and um, immigrant like student rights, migrant student rights. Um, they've been very active in this for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, I'd definitely shout out Cafe uh, here in here in I mean, all of New Mexico, but specifically in southern New Mexico, they're doing a lot of work. And then um uh, Dreams in Action, which is uh, part of a national network for dreamers. But um, again, here in New Mexico, I've done a lot of good work. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Lucas. All right. Um, and that is going to do it for us here at It Could Happen Here. Um, until next time, go, uh, I don't know, uh, hang out at a school board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> go take up space from fascists. Yeah. Go take up space from fascists in general. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.